welcome to my podcast. Thank you, man. Yeah, uh, like my new digs. <laughs> no, I love it, honestly, dude. This is so cool. You've been talking about it for a minute now, so oh, excited to be here. Cut the shit. <laughs> am I? Am I okay? Yeah, you sound good. You sound good. All right. Uh, welcome back to Prospero's Pit. Um, I'm joined here with uh, entrepreneur, artist, fashionista Jared Armstrong. Uh, also, one of my best friends. Uh, big part of why I'm here in Kansas City is because of this man sitting across from me. And, um, yeah, we're going to talk about some cool stuff. Uh, but why don't you tell us a, a little bit about yourself? Um, my name is Jared Mitchell Armstrong, and uh, I'm an amateur rock stacker. <laughs> I'll be facts. professional soon. Man. I'll be professional soon. Um, facts. This guy's crazy. Uh, I, you leave him alone for like five seconds in the woods or something, and you're going to come back to towers and towers of stacked rocks. No, that is, that's my true passion. But other than that, um, I design clothing, and uh, it's all upcycled clothing with my beautiful girlfriend, Kaylin Yvonne Willis. Of course. Um, May we pray in her have, name. Amen. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> and um, we have a business together called Yvonne and Mitchell, and I am the designer, um, creative director. Right. And she she does everything. Yeah, she yeah that's, she does the rest. That's gonna be that's honestly a good slogan. I think you should put on some clothing. She and she does the rest. Mm -hmm. Like I think that's a that's a pretty good line because. Well, what well, we're gonna get into that, but basically, what my good friend here, Jared, is is um, a clothes de designer where he takes uh, recycled material, usually from thrift stores. Yep, yep. And creates a new piece of high fashion um, completely in your vision. So tell me when, when like, because we met way back at the University of Missouri. Yeah. And uh, you, when I met you, you were already kind of uh, knee deep in in this project. When did the, like, the idea, like, tell me the beginning, like the very beginning of when this idea started to come together and when you realized, hey, this is something that I want to do. Yeah, real quick though, I just want to give our our backstory. Okay, okay, um, yeah, no, let's get so I, let's yeah, yeah. I'm taking the jacket off now. Let's yeah, get into it. Yeah, I need to it. too, honestly. I thought yeah. it was going to be cold down here cuz it's the basement, but Yeah, no, um it's it's it's, it's, it's the inferno. Dante's just around the corner. Sweaty armpits on camera. I'm sorry. Oh my god. But, it's uh, going to blow your cover. <laughs> put that thing away, son. <laughs> No, it's coming out. I'm gonna start <laughs> licking this thing. Oh, first episode, we're getting freaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so Kaylin, um, my girlfriend and I, this was like, this was our junior year, I think. Um, or she was a she was a senior, I was a junior, because a little bit, I took a little bit of time off of school, but um, you bum. Uh, and. Kaylin's best friend Clotilda Demaro was in a Doc J class with you, right? Uh, yes, she was in a Doc J class with me. We were studying the same thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, anyways, um, but Chloe, Clotilda, and Kaylin were best friends. Yeah, they're best friends, and you guys were working on some kind of project together or something like that. There was some kind of um, uh, event where you guys were showcasing something. And Chloe and Kalen were like, hey, we just hung out with Danny the other night, and he's awesome. We think you'd really like him. Like, you should, uh, you should come to this. I'm sorry, I just burped in the mic. We just ate and drank a little bit. Shout out so, Our House KC. Definitely. Uh, their burn-in sandwich, mm -hmm. delicious. Their chicken mm -hmm. salad is... Sandwich, yeah. It's chicken salad sandwich, but the chicken salad itself, exquisite. 
Yeah, it's really good. That's what I had. Um, okay. And so my, my I got breath is going crazy right now. Ooh, it's getting hot. Yeah. It's getting hot. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, so, so. So they, they took me to this event. They um, awesome introduced me to you. I was like, wow, this guy's really cool. Um, he's just different from all the other people I was spending time with. Um which was like intriguing because I only had like this group of friends that I went to high school with and we were living together and uh, in college and stuff. I wasn't really branching out too much. I had Kaylin and that was kind of that was kind of my circle. But anyways, met Danny. I uh, thought he was cool. We probably spent that first time hanging out maybe like 10 or 15 minutes just um, chopping it up. And then uh, exchanged numbers and he's like, hey man, do you want to like come hang out at um, at my place? And I'm like, this was a couple of days later or something. I was like, yeah, sure. So I come over, and he's on the porch just, like, cleaning this camera or something. Oh, yes. It was a... C300. Just, yeah, what huge I my camera. A huge camera. My debut film. That's and I'm like, damn, this dude's really weird. And <laughs> he's just out here on his porch cleaning off this big-ass camera. Columbia, Missouri, baby. Yeah. But I was like, this, this is tight. I know nothing about um, equipment or cameras or anything so this intrigued me so we were hanging out and this person we were just hanging out on the porch whatever it's probably six or seven at night this person walks by on the sidewalk that's in front of the house that we were at and then this um this truck pulls up and this guy gets out of the truck and points this huge gun right towards either this person that was walking by or the porch. Either way, it freaked us out enough that everyone was, like, running inside, and mm-hmm. we didn't know what to do. This was, this was a, a real big gun. Real big gun. Um, Welcome to Missouri moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was just, I was like, what the? I, like, froze. So if he would have started shooting, I would have been dead. Right. But Danny and a couple of the other people who were hanging out ran inside. I didn't even get a chance to see. I, I th- want to say it was like an AK or something like that. Was, but I saw the butt of the gun. Yeah, it was a. <laughs> that's it was a what chopper. we call it a chopper. Yeah. And I just saw the butt of the rifle. And my friend who was right behind me, she is like, that guy has a gun and is already like halfway into the house. And after that, I was booking it in there. I almost, I think I jumped onto the ground. I was like very much expecting our house to be shot. Yeah, everyone, everyone did a great job except for me. I was like, what is going on? What is this? Totally deer headlights, yeah. And I kind of ducked behind this like brick pillar and then, um, yeah, and then he skirted off. And by that time I was inside as well. Mm -hmm. But anyways, I'm just saying all that to say the first night we actually hung out, we were fear bonded. And right. like, so there was. So there we was, don't actually really like each yeah. other. We just like we have just this intense, know, yeah. <laughs> intense yeah. fear we bond. Died together. So. Yeah. So we almost, we almost died together. That's not true, actually. So from then on, our friendship kind of just blossomed. Um, and at one point I invited you out. Well, the reason I had that camera, I was shooting my first documentary out in the Mojave Desert. Uh, in a small town called Tacopa, and um, basically I invited you out there at one point with me, uh, which was kind of like, I mean, we we knew, we were friends, but it wasn't like we were like super close or anything, but like just from, uh, from, because what, how many years were you into Yvonne Mitchell at that point? Um, Probably one and a half or two. So just from... That, like, year and a half of exposure to Yvonne and Mitchell, I could tell that Jared was serious about his craft and was really super talented and was just someone that I really wanted in my circle, wanted close to me. 
And um, so I extended an invite to you out to the desert. And you came out for a weekend, which was like random. <laughs> you were like trying to explain, uh, yeah. you know, you were talking like, to your who parents. Who is this guy? <laughs> I'm out here with his friends. I have no idea who they are. I'm out here with his family. I'm yeah. meeting this dude's family. And I, I just dropped you. I could have just dropped you off in the middle, of the, in the desert, middle of the Mojave Desert. No cell service whatsoever. I've I could, never been to I could have killed before. you out there. I remember there's a couple I showed moments. You mercy. I remember <laughs> driving through the desert, and I was I would be sitting in the far back. And uh, I would look back, and I would just see pallets of water, and I'm like, "Just in case, we're really in the desert." Just right in now. case, because just in case, people yeah. di- have died doing less out there. But um, yeah, so then you come out, and we have a weekend with a bunch of my friends and a bunch of the crew, and shooting this thing, and um, yeah. But I remember really at so I graduated during 2020, and you had graduated a year before. You were yeah, yeah, yeah. or right at the. Right at the tail end of 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. But you were still in Columbia. Yep, yep, yep. You were still in Columbia. And I was, uh, I remember it was 2020, COVID's just starting. We're all like in my house. And there's a, the small circle of my friends are there. Um, and I remember very specifically you being like, well, what if you didn't go back home? to LA like what if you actually instead went to Kansas City like I think that maybe some stuff's going on like maybe we could do something in the same vicinity and just like if we were all in the same bubble and see what we could do and I did not listen to your ass I was like I'm going home I don't know what you are on but if you haven't looked around you the world is ending it's burning look I was uh uh Jared can can tell you from firsthand experience that I was not taking the COVID pandemic very well. Yeah, he was. He was really, yeah, really worried, just like the rest of the world. And I mean, yeah, yeah. My father is old and also was going through some health problems outside of COVID when it was hitting. So I was very in a different world and different mindset. And so I didn't really listen to you, and I I, I went home and uh, just tried to figure it out in my parents' garage and. Um, Jared and I, Jared was one of the few people that I like, I really stayed in contact with after college and through COVID and we would talk like frequently. And at some point we started writing letters back and forth. You became a little bit of a pen pal for me, which actually like really, really helped my mindset actually to like really put some of the things that I was feeling down on pen and paper and just send it through (laughs) the postal service. Oh my God. USPS. (laughs) excuse me but um yeah and then so from there then from my parents garage and through phone through letter all of a sudden we're picking up that dialogue again about coming back out me coming back out to kansas city because you and kaylin had moved there um in 2020 yes yeah 2020 right yeah this kind of bring this brings us back to the first question you asked and then i kind of wanted to dive into our relationship Mm -hmm. but so kaylin and i started yvonne and mitchell Um, our sophomore year of college um, at the University of Missouri in Columbia, Missouri. This was 2018, I think we started, because we started dating in 2017. But at this time, we were just um, buying and reselling, like, vintage clothing. And uh, I don't know, um, we really had, like, a knack for it. Things were growing. Everything was just spreading by word of mouth. Kaylin is just so amazing at um, just 
promoting what we were doing and the whole social media aspect of everything and just everything that I'm not, I'm, I'm just not thought out. I'm not good at planning. I'm not very organized. And she was, <laughs> she was, she was everything that I needed to actually make this, uh, this dream of like living off my creativity, like a, a, a real thing. And, uh, when I met you, like we had already like built this, um, I don't know, this kind of following and we were riding this like wave of energy of like, okay, this is what we're, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to, we're going to put everything we have into it. Mm -hmm. And I think you like what you touched on, you kind of like saw that and you were like, Hey man, I, I want to, I want to like really know these people, have them in my circle. And, uh, I felt that same way after coming out to the desert with you and then eventually seeing your documentary, um, about Tacopa. I was like, wow, this guy's really interesting. Like I, I need to stay in touch with this guy. It wasn't the hours we spent together. <laughs> it was just or the days. It was just the work. It was just the work, right? Like I said, we don't really like each other. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about that because I'm honestly a little hazy on it. Were you working on projects prior to you and Kaylin meeting? Yeah. So um I will go way, way back. High school, early on in high school, my mother taught me how to sew. Um, she's just a very crafty person. Um, she's always had her own kind of style. And then I have two older brothers that were really big in just helping me find who I am and um, showing me just great parts of um, just amazing culture and things like that and things that inspired me and made me want to like find this voice, made me want to express myself in this in this way. And something about clothing has always been, like, really personal to me. Um, it first started with shoes, didn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, really, really young age. I was really into shoes. Um, I, From, I don't know, probably 10, 11 years old, like, if I was going to draw, it would be some kind of shoe. It would be some kind of clothing. It would be um, designing cars. That was, like, my, that was like my first right. love. But, um yeah, always loved clothing, always loved personal style, always loved expressing myself uh, in a different way. And I'm from a town of, uh, I think the population is like 200 people. I don't know if it's if it's still that today. But very, very small town in the middle of Missouri, middle of absolutely, like, just nothingness. Shout out uh, Malta Bend. Cornfields, yeah, Malta Bend, Missouri. And um, Born and I, think I, was, I think I was just so bored living there as a kid that I had to find things to um, like occupy my time I had to find things that gave me like life and something about clothing and style was that for me like I remember coming home from school and I would just go on uh, sites like Karma Loop um, which I think is still around or um, just these like online clothing stores and I would just scroll through the hundreds of pages of, of clothing and, and put things in my cart knowing that I was never going to uh, be able to get them. Or like East Bay, CCS, uh, which is a skateboarding magazine. Mm. I was just, I loved all the images. I loved the designs of the, the skateboarding sneakers compared to the sneakers that were in East Bay, which was like a sports 
um, catalog. And uh, yeah, man, I've, I've just really been into personal style from a young age. And in high school, I think this was my sophomore year of high school or something, I was in this business organization called DECA. And you get to choose a uh, like a project within this organization. And it all, it all has to do with um, business and presenting. And I decided to do an entrepreneurship program. I knew I wanted to do something with like personal style, clothing. I was a basketball player at this time. That was like my that was my heart and soul at the time. And for every game, we had to wear uh, a tie. And I was like, you know what? It would be cool if I made this business where I'm taking, and I was I was also getting in a, into thrifting at this time. And I was like, it would be cool if I could take these old ties that are like really fat and ugly and maybe slim them down because at the time in GQ magazines, it was like slim ties were the thing. So I started taking um, these fat, ugly ties, slimming them down, making them nicer, and then taking old fabric from shirts and things and making bow ties and I would give them to my teammates and then I eventually started selling them at like lunchtime and this was my my DECA project my entrepreneurship project taking old material and making straight and bow ties and I had to do I had to write like this 30 page business proposal about it and then present it and when I presented it at the this was um uh I don't even know what the the event was called, but they pretty much laughed at me. They're like, "You did this totally wrong. Like you did not follow the rules at all." And the whole time I was working on it, my teacher of this organization was, she like helped me through the whole thing because she really believed in what I was doing and thought it was so cool what I was doing. She thought it was, um, I don't know. Like if there was a lot of other kids in the class, but she spent a lot of time with me because she really believed in this project. So when I found out that they didn't accept what I was doing and I didn't get to like go on to the next round um she was hurt and I was hurt and I'm like I spent so much time doing this it was it was uh something I really put a lot of energy into and during this time this was when my mom was really uh helping me a lot teaching me how to sew I was learning the basics and things so it um uh it didn't it didn't work out but from from there is where I kind of had this, uh, this, um, I don't know, this like need to do something in terms of design and finished high school, went to Mizzou, met Kalen. And one of our favorite things to do together on like dates and things was go thrifting. And we would be around on campus and she was in a sorority at the time. Um, and people would always just come up to us like, oh, where'd you get this? Where'd you get that? Like, that's so cool. And it would, the answer is always, oh, we thrifted it. We thrifted it. And they're like, well, where could, where could we like get those things? Or could you maybe shop for us and stuff? And then that's what kind of started Yvonne and Mitchell. Like I said, we were selling, reselling vintage clothing for the first two and a half years. And, um, and towards the end of the two and a half years, I was, just doing little things, cropping things, um, doing a little bit of sewing, just kind of getting back into what I was doing in high school. And um, the more I just kept doing it, the better I got. And now we are four years in. Wow. And we're selling completely things that I have, like, that I have um, 
done something with, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. All yeah, it is upcycled projects. All right. Before we go on, can you take off your hat? <laughs> ah, damn, man. For real? <laughs> yeah, because I, I love my blue cap shoddy to death, but I just want, I, I just want, you, you, it's just you and I down here. I just want to look you in the eye when you talk to me. My hair probably looks crazy. No, 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 you look good, man. son. You look good. You look good. I'm curious, when you had that moment um, where, like, you were, like, really upset, was there any feelings of, I'm not going to do this anymore? Um, no. Um, my, honestly, like I said, my teacher was probably more upset than I was. I was like, oh, well. Um, I At this time, I was like, basketball is my thing. I want to go to to school to do it. Like, this, and this was just something I was doing. My friends told me to join this business organization, so I was like, cool. So it didn't, it, like, hurt to get rejected, but... I don't know. The next day, I was like, "Whatever." Mm-hmm. On to the on to the next thing. Hell yeah, that that's awesome because I know, for me at that age, that might have derailed me. But um, yeah, I want to go a little bit into like your vision and when you are thrifting, what you're like looking for. What is it that you're? Is it is it a sight thing or is it a feel thing? Is it a a little bit of both? Like, what are you, what are you really like looking for? Because like, how does he even the vision start for a piece? Is it does it start with the fabrics you start to collect, or is it, you know, you have this vision in your mind and you just need to fill in the pieces? Yeah. So from the inception of the business, thrifting has has been the backbone, and from doing it so many times, I will just go through the store and I can almost just look down the rack and tell when something is a type of fabric that I would be interested in using um i think my eyes are pretty decent at finding like high quality fabric Mm. and now a days i'm in a thrift store and i'll look at something and i'm like i think i can use this i don't know what i'm going to use it for but i'll buy it take it home put it on a rack and i might not touch it for a while or i might get straight into something but yeah i think i can i think i can um tell high quality fabric and like what I'm looking for, even if I don't know exactly what it is that I'm looking for. Mm. I think when I'm in the store, I'm like looking to be inspired. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely into using, uh, I don't know, just high quality fabric, mm-hmm. different textures and things. Would you say like, so the idea comes from the fabric that you find? Yes. Yeah. And there's times, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll buy some things at a store, bring them home, and I'll, I'll hang it next to something that I've had for a really long time. And I'm like, whoa, those two fabrics look interesting together. Maybe I should do something um, with both of them. Or there's times I'm a pretty like messy creative, and I'm throwing different things around my room. And there's mm-hmm. been a couple times where I, I've, I've had this mannequin that... Um, will also be just laying on the floor and I've there's been times I've tossed things and it lands on the mannequin I'm not even kidding it lands on the mannequin like an interesting way and I'm like whoa like maybe I should try to do something along those lines and then getting into like my process that's when all the like strange ideas come about because I don't have any real um any real like technical skill when it comes to sewing I did not go to school for it I did 
Uh, like I said, I just learned the basics from my mother. Mm. Which are, what are the basics? Basics are pretty much um, knowing how to thread the machine and knowing okay. how to... So it was always the machine, though? Yeah. It was always the machine. It was never, like, just needle and... No, hand sewing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, early on with the ties, there were certain times I had to hand sew, mm. um, but I, I'm still not that. I'm still not that good at hand sewing. Right. So, as I I learned the basics of the machine, and then from there, it's all just it's all just creativity and trying new things. And when I'm doing a project, I'll run into obstacles, and then oftentimes my oftentimes my um, my the way that I like go about these obstacles are what bring interesting parts of the project that I wouldn't have even thought of. Like mm-hmm. I'll be doing something, I accidentally cut a little hole or I'm doing something and I realize that there's a little stain on this part of the fabric and I got to cover it up in an interesting way or I got to cut this in a certain way to fit the body um, in a certain way. And that's where like the, this, where like what, I assume that you kind of see in like my work of like what the how did he even think of this like that's where that is I didn't think of it it just comes about in this in my process and in this flow that I get into and uh, I'm honestly so lucky as a as a creative to be able to like touch that and feel that and know that that's a, a thing of getting into a flow and a rhythm and then stepping back after a project and being like whoa like this was not what I was expecting. Like, this is not where I was expecting things to go, but, um... But you fucked with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a, an incredible high to feel. That's Definitely. fascinating. I've actually realized I don't know if I've ever actually asked you that question. So, this is some of the We're first time I was... actually just, friends. Yeah, 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 right, exactly. So, that was the first time that I had heard some of that, um, but... So I think one of the cool, one of the many cool things about Prospero's is that it is um, a used bookstore, which means that a lot of these books around us have lived a couple lives, passed through a couple hands. Mm. And listening to you talk about how you come up with these ideas uh, by like touching the fabric and throwing the fabric around and like going with the flow and moving with things that you would think are mistakes and stuff. Do you ever get a feeling that like maybe you're like picking up on stuff while like touching the fabric? Like maybe you're picking up on some of the because it's all recycled, it's all thrifted. Mm-hmm. The, the clothes, yeah, the yeah, material each, you're using. Yeah, each is, each piece that I'm holding has had a, a life of its own. And just the little pieces. Yeah, so even it's like that, yeah. The thing you're putting together is like multiple lives. Uh-huh. And yeah, Kayla and I talk about it all the time. We're we're just trying to give these things like a new life. A lot of the times, the stuff that I'm working with, we try to stay towards like the things that have stains or holes just because it, I don't know, it's just better to try to reuse those things before buying something like really, really nice and, and cutting it up. Like I said, I'm looking for good fabrics, but I might find a, a really good fabric shirt that has moth holes or, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, a big stain on it or something, and I can work around those things. But yeah. Each of these pieces that I that I touch, like they've all had their own their own lives, and I'm just trying to give it this this next life, and um, and we're lucky enough to be selling these things, and people like buy them and wear them, and then they get to give it a new life, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, that's that's beautiful. That's like one of my favorite things about the whole your whole business is that the fact that 
it is high fashion. It is very curated to your vision. And it is all recycled. Because, I mean, a lot of, I mean, you know better than I, how much uh, waste goes into fast fashion and Mm -hmm. honestly high fashion um, because it's like, this this material isn't just appearing out of thin air uh and then it doesn't just disappear right you everyone probably most people watching this have gone into thrift stores and seen how full these things are so i don't know do you have any like words you would share on using the stuff that's right in front of you especially like to get started yeah um i don't know while you were saying that it it just kind of brought something um up in my head of like there's what seven billion people on earth and just think about like the amount of clothes that you have like right and think about that times what seven billion mm. like there's a, a lot of clothing and the clothing industry is one of the top producers and like waste and um i think that's something kaylin and i have always been conscious of and something that we would like to try to make a difference in and um um Tell me, ask me the question that you did again. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It was it was kind of a oddly worded question in the first place. But um, basically, I'm just curious, like your thoughts on uh, oh, fast yeah, fashion yeah. recycling, just reusing and reusing what's what's right around in front of you, yeah, what's yeah. around you. Yeah, um, that's kind of the basis of everything that we're doing. We think that we have enough around us to use to to create new things with these things i don't know like i i think any business that's out right now we should be trying to find creative ways to use what's already here instead of trying to make something brand new there's enough on this planet like we see what's going on we see the waste all around the world like let's let's put these super smart people that are creating these amazing things but let's let's try to use their creativity with the stuff that's already here Mm -hmm. and um and I just think there's there's just so much room for growth in that in that area. And I think if you're starting a, any kind of business or any kind of uh, endeavor right now, like look at what's around you and see how you can see how you can use those things to help you grow your business grow um, to your advantage. Yeah, really. yeah. I. Um, I think there's one thing that I do really want to talk about to you about with you is being like where we are geographically, geographically, which, um, I mean, you had your fair share of doubts of being there. I was going to say you should do that in the first place, but now it looks like, now it looks like we're about to decide, like I'm about to take my town to South beach. Um, we're at a college decision. Uh, but, um, I know you had your doubts about being here. In Kansas City, uh, tell tell me a little bit more about, because I was trying to remember this story, but tell me about that. Tell me that story about when you went um, to LA when you went to California. Yeah, so I grew up in the middle of Missouri in a town called Malta Bend. Uh, finished high school at uh, in a town called Marshall, Missouri, and then went to school in Columbia, Missouri, which is a town of. I don't know how many people are in Whatever. Columbia, but M-I-Z. decent, yeah, decent sized town. But so I spent my whole life in Missouri, and uh, 
I was like, there's, there's more than this. And I had this, um, this itch that needed scratched of seeing something else. And I think growing up anywhere in the Midwest, everyone's like, we need to, we need to, to get out to LA. We got to like if you if you want to do something, LA that's where New York. Things, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with trying to do something in terms of clothing is like, you got to go to L.A. You got to go to New York just so you can network and be around these around these people. And that's definitely it's definitely true. But there's so many other great parts of the country where there's like this untapped potential, and there's so much um, great things around you that that you can use and you can grow with and grow from and I think that's why I decided to stay in Kansas City. But back to the LA thing, I did a I did a semester at Mizzou, and I didn't really like being there. I felt like I was wasting time, wasting money. Uh, I didn't know my like degree path, and so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get out of school. Did a semester, got out of school, went back home, lived with my mom, and just worked. And I had a friend who I went to high school with who moved to um, L.A. area to, to move back in with his mother. And he was like, hey, man, we have an open room here. Like, if you – I know you've always wanted to come out here, so, like, this is this is your time. So I was working, saved some money, ended up going out there. And I was I was there for, like, less than a month. And I just could not – I just could not like find a job. I I just didn't it just didn't feel right. I was going to these interviews, things weren't right, and I left my grandparents who had just moved from Pennsylvania to Missouri at this time. I spent a lot of time with them and I and I just left them and I knew that I wanted to spend time with them and learn more from them and uh so I had that kind of like guilt too while I was there. And I was uh the living situation just wasn't, it just wasn't what I was thinking, and I don't know, it just wasn't right. So I was out there for a short amount of time. My grandpa, who recently moved to Missouri, got sick, and before this, Kaylin and I were getting, like, really, really close, but I was always like, you know what, like, I'm, I'm going to L.A., like, I don't think we can get too close, <laughs> like, it just wouldn't be good for us, and um so I left. I said goodbye to her. She hated my guts. And I think every night I was there, I was calling her. And I was like, I don't like this. I don't want to be here. Like, uh, I'm from a town of 200 people. Like, the traffic and stuff was just not, <laughs> I was not traffic. about it. Like, it just, all, it was, it's so dirty and just, uh, <laughs> it wasn't. Hey, now. No, that's it's my, be, no, it's my own town now. No, it's a beautiful <laughs> place, beautiful place. But I just couldn't, I couldn't really, like, get into any like real relationships and like I said I was only there for a really short amount of time but I did a few job interviews I I tried to um get out a little bit and it just I don't know I feel like I have a, a decent um sense of like my instincts and and uh and a feeling for things and it just wasn't going right and my grandpa got really sick back home and I was like you know what this is my sign to go back home I have Kaylin who is honestly she like she just changed my life up until this point of me leaving and I was like I'm so stupid for for leaving that so the night I got back I asked her to be my girlfriend we've been together for six years now can't you picture Um, it but 
screaming back from L.A., yeah. sun setting in the rearview mirror. Oh, yeah, I was driving through the desert. This was right when Frank Ocean's uh, Blonde album came out. And, oh, man, I was just driving, bawling my eyes out, thinking about Kaylin. Like, what am I doing? My grandpa's sick. Like, I told my mom, Mom, I don't know when I'm coming back. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna go and find a job, and I'm just going to try to make things work. Like, this is, this is what we're supposed to do, move out to L.A. and... And make things happen and it just I don't know it wasn't for me at that time I don't know if it will ever be for me at that time because I'm happy where I am now but came back to Missouri and I really started falling in love with like where I grew up and up until that up until that point I did not want to be there I kind of was mad at my mom that she kept us in this really small town my brothers and I in this really small town forever um but I came back and I started showing Kaylin the places that that I grew up and places I used to hang out. And through like falling in love with her, I was falling in love with like where I'm from and just Missouri as a whole and how beautiful this state is. And um, I just started, I don't know, I just started falling in love with everything around here. And when you and you, when you really accept and surrender, like hey, I'm here, I'm healthy, like things just start coming into your life and that you can't even, can't even explain. And that's really what happened. We started Yvonne and Mitchell. Things um, really, like, took off. We had people that were really caring, caring about what we were doing. Um, I was meeting people like you that I got to experience, like, life-changing um, experiences with and yeah, man, I was like, Missouri's it for me. I'm like, I'm here. Like, I'm, I'm just Don't gonna, I'm here. I'm here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna live it. I'm gonna spend as much time as I can with my, my grandparents and my pop up. Um, uh, he passed away Rest a couple peace. years ago, but I, um, I got to spend a good like, um, three or four years with him from high school and then some time in college, and uh, that was some of the most like special moments of my life, and mm. yeah. Yeah, man. And now we're here in Kansas City, and like like you like you said, Kaylin and I graduated. You were still in Columbia. I was still in Columbia at that time. But then Kaylin and I moved to Kansas City while you moved back to uh, your hometown, mm-hmm. the Los Angeles area. And I was, we were writing letters back and forth, and we were calling each other. And I'm like, hey, man, there's like something going on here, and. I don't know if that was really true. It's kind of like a blind faith thing, but I'm like, dude, like we're you building. Must, you're was, admitting now you lied to me. I was like, dude, Kaylin and, and I are, are building something. We feel like there's something here. Kansas City's such a cool place. We don't, we don't know what this like feeling is, but it just feels good. And, and when you're, when you're trying to build something, you want other people around you that are like motivated and trying to do things. So yeah, I was trying to sell this, <laughs> trying to sell this place to you. And uh, there was plenty of late night calls where I'm like, dude, Kaylin and I are going out to these places and meeting these cool people, these musicians and people that are really just trying to do something different with them, with their lives. And they're they're great people. We're building this great community like, dude, you got to get out here. Mm -hmm. And now we're here and you're doing a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, Now we're here. Wow. I I do want to say that. um you were someone who really did show me uh, a different side of Missouri, like a, a really beautiful, beautiful side of Missouri that I was um, getting used to. 
uh, you have shown me like a lot of parks and a lot of just beautiful nature spots, but including your hometown. Park guy. Yeah, big park guy. Like we said, this guy stacks rocks for fun. Real, real life of the party. Uh, <laughs> but um, just your hometown of Malta Bend is feels like a very special place and feels very unique to this part of the country that you don't really find anywhere else. Uh, um, or it, it's getting rarer to or more rare to find these small towns as like cities just continue to expand and expand. And it's honestly like, cause I remember we went back, uh, not too long ago. And I remember we, I rode in the back of the pickup truck that we were driving like down some dirt roads. And I was like, I remember watching Friday night lights and wishing that was me. And here I am just like being a total dork, but like, I mean, I I find it like, I don't know. It's rare. It feels like, it feels like a part of America that is dwindling. It's yeah. in its twilight. And to say that you were raised in a small town of two hundred or so people in the middle of the country, there's gonna be generations that never experience that. And uh, it's they're coming soon if we keep like going on this trajectory of just like urbanization and yeah. expanding. Um, but I don't know how much you can talk about the people that have reached out to you uh, to make stuff for them. Um, but I feel like that has been like the most recent development in the business is now you're being contacted by celebrities who want to wear your stuff. Tell me about that process. What you've, what you've been thinking about what, what that's been like. Yeah. Um, that's, like all Kaylin, her just promoting what we're what we're doing and um, just being amazing at social media. It's it's given us like this huge following that definitely helps us in the algorithm and gets us in front of new eyes. And yeah, we're now at the point where some of the biggest stylists in the world are are asking us to make things for their clients, and it's quite crazy. Um, some some of the biggest names in in the music industry um I'm, are I'm, ripping you off. <laughs> oh yeah, some some yeah, some it's cool to, to I just got to stick up for my friend here cuz I'll be seeing some of y'all on your Insta pages and being like, "Uh, that looks a lot pretty familiar." Yes, I don't know. It's cool to get on the for you page and be like, "Whoa, like I think I think I that was inspired by what I was doing. Yeah, let's it's say it was cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, it, like, it's, it's whatever. Like, it's, <laughs> no, it definitely, it definitely pokes my my ego. But I know that that's that's what it is. It's all just my ego getting upset or like trying to claim that I came up with something or like an idea or something. Even if I know in my heart that it was something that I believe to be original, like that's still. It's just my ego that's that's clinging on to that. So I'm I'm working through that like, hey, that wasn't mine. You can take it, you can use it, whatever. I've already like put my version out, I've already done it. You can you can run with it. And there's been plenty of people that have taken some of these ideas and taken them a really long way and um and have profited and stuff and like yeah. that's that's awesome. That's that's cool. That's really what Kayla and I are trying to do is trying to inspire people to to use like you said, use the stuff that's around them. And if if you're upcycling and doing things similar to what we're doing, like cool, like you're you're making a difference and and not purchasing something brand new. You're um, 
you're using you're using what's already here and so I, that's what I always try to like remind myself of when I see some people that are doing something similar to me it's just like hey that's that's what this whole thing is about um yeah it's still frustrating as hell though because I mean the fashion industry is yeah. pretty difficult to break in as is yeah and to see um my friend here work as hard as he does and come up with some ideas that no one else is coming up with and then like a couple weeks later to see some of these big names wearing things designed by their personal designers that look very very similar to something you just put out a couple weeks ago is like for me i'm like hey that's my boy like you gotta give some sort of props but obviously it's a cutthroat business yeah yeah. um but yeah Tell me, like... That's all right. I'm on to the next thing. (laughs) Take it. Well, you know what would be really cool is is if, like, a whole city of people, like, really rocked with their own and, like, said, yo, we got something going on here. Let's let's start showing out. Yo, New York City, L.A., that's not the only hub. Um, Shout out Kansas City because we got one of our own right here. And I want a little bit of. I, I, we got to start seeing some love because, I mean, Casey's been showing love, oh, and you you've been you've been really like getting in here. But, uh, you know, I'm excited because it's gonna happen. And you know, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, but tell me, we're we're coming to coming to the closing stages of of this interview because well, I'm sure I'm gonna have you back on. Well, we have plenty to so. talk about, but. Tell me a little bit what's in the plans, what's in the works, what's where, what, what's the future of Yvonne and Mitchell hold? Um, so I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna keep making things. I'm gonna keep pushing myself. I know Kaylin's gonna keep pushing me. Um, we're working on our next like Yvonne and Mitchell collection. We have two pages right now. One page is experiments. Um, this is Instagram. One page is experiments. One page is Yvonne and Mitchell. Yvonne and Mitchell is what we started mm-hmm. four years ago. And experiments is just kind of like a creative portfolio. I'm just making things throughout the week. We'll post those things. Uh, we'll sell them. So everything I make is an experiment. And we spell experiments with YM in the middle because that's Yvonne and Mitchell. Say it with and, your chest. <laughs> and uh, in Yvonne and Mitchell, we do like uh, curated like collections and our next YM collection is coming soon, so that's that's what I'm working on right now. Um, but in the like the grand scheme of things, um, just trying to continue to build this like foundation here in Kansas City. I'm trying to, um, I don't, know, yeah, just actually continue like this energy that we're on, keep growing, keep building, and like far down the line, I think Kaylin and I see what we what we bring as like an asset to an outside company of of like hey we think you two can come in and like help us find creative ways that we can use things that we're like not using or like our waste and uh i think that's just like a another asset of yvonne mitchell a different part that um, we're really interested in so that's something um I want to keep doing pieces for these big names as long as they like pay us. <laughs> I, I it's like it's cool if you got a, a lot of followers and stuff and the recognition is cool, but like we're still we're still trying to buy groceries artists, and yeah. and trying to pay rent. So like 
if and this happens, I don't know, four or five times a week of big like big people that have followings that reach out to us and it's like they expect us to just like take the clout for these pieces and i'm like man i would way rather make these things for people that want to buy them and support us and wear them and and wear them Mm. than like these big names that we might get a couple hundred followers for just be in front of other eyes like that's that's whatever i i really don't care about the the size of our our following i just want to keep pushing myself Mm-hmm. I want Kaylin to keep pushing herself. I want Kaylin to keep pushing me because I need that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's Her the future. <laughs> that's the future for Ivana Mitchell. Um, maybe working with other people, um, growing our team, maybe seeing uh, a physical space in the future. But right, a brick and mortar. I was just gonna maybe, say maybe. that you are completely an online retail yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, business. Yeah, um, IvanaMitchell.com. YvonneMitchell.com. Uh, Instagram is at Yvonne Mitchell, and then at Experiments spelled with a Y M. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow them on Instagram, TikTok. Um, but yeah, I think that would be huge. I think that's a huge step. I can't wait to. I cannot wait for the first time we see some of your pieces in a window. Uh, and I think you know, I think Kansas City right now would really, really f- crush uh, to have a cool. Uh, experimental, recycle, upcycle business right now in the heart of somewhere downtown 39th. Who knows? <laughs> More to come soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. To quote my, uh, Frank Ocean. But um, yeah, thanks for coming, Jared. Yeah, of course. Pit, there's there's always open to you. Some some other big um, big name Boss. designers here in Kansas City, and uh, just know that that there's something happening here. Um, yeah. I think just this podcast is uh, a representation of that. And just know that, that Kansas City's really got something going. So. Yeah. And we, we're, we're actually friends. We are friends. Don't. <laughs> All right. On that, that is the end of the episode. Thanks for joining, guys. See you soon.